I didn't realize it was time to jump to a chapter. I'll be like the wind, like the wind. It's okay, gotta be. She's like the, the wind in my dreams. She's like the wind. Welcome to Buckheap Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 84, Fool's Assassin, chapters 5 through 8, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. And I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. All right, first up is corrections, omissions, and announcements. Announcement uh, of... An account with no content yet at the time of this recording called Return to the Realm Podcast followed us on Instagram. Hmm. So I think we have uh, another friend, another rote friend pod cool. imminently beginning. So keep an eye on that. How many, how many accounts were they following? Like four. Okay. All right. Hey, we're on a short list. That's pretty good. <laughs> you guys, we've made it. Um, they didn't have any links up yet, but they said they'd be posting a link soon of their first episode. So if you want to get in on the ground floor, they are called Return to the Realm Podcast. So welcome. Welcome to the realm, Return to the Realm. I wonder if they're hmm. rereaders. Dragon art. I think they might be rereaders. That's what it sounds. Judging from the title, I I, uh, I have to warn you: saying rereader is very hard. Not, <laughs> <not really laughs> we should all record yeah. together someday. I said we should do that when we go to the run fair, but nobody day. wanted to. <laughs> Wait, what? said no. Work? Rachel said no. Rachel always says. Everybody no. said no. I didn't say. Anything. Oh no! I met I with like the other. Mostly me. That said I met that. with like oh. the other podcast people. Hmm. I see. We can have our own little convention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Virtual convention. There's enough of us. There's enough of us. We could totally rent out like a, a bunch of nerds in some hotel somewhere. Hob-con. A ballroom? That's pretty, that's pretty gracious. <laughs> <laughs> we can each get a corner and we'll do... <laughs> I think we could just take like meeting room seats. <laughs> I can afford the bathroom. We're just going to create Roteland in a, a ballroom. Yeah, it'll be like the ball pit, the infamous ball pit. <laughs> Dash con. 2023. Um, I do have a correction. Kate uh, graciously reached out to let me know that Snow Baby was not correct. It's actually a Russian <laughs> folktale called the Snow Child or alternatively the Snow Maiden. Um, there appear to be two versions of this story. It's Russian. I said that. Um, one is that there's like a nice and sometimes sad tale about a baby made of snow who comes to life and is either accidentally melted by fire <laughs> or more vodka um, or it like or they fall in love and then become a real boy and then Wait. are mortal and therefore die. Uh, so both sad endings. And- those are both sad, but the bad version is another version where a, a woman claims to have swallowed a snowflake and had a baby what? when her husband returns from time away to find a young child in his house. <laughs> and in this version, the husband raises this she child, 
but sells them into slavery at his first opportunity. Oh, Oh, it's Wintrow. Oh, my God. That kid didn't do anything. Put the hussy into slavery. Jeez. Fitz would not like that. Yeah. Man. Wintrow just closed his eyes somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Chest pain. Uh, now we have, uh, moving on to mailbag, we have mail from Adam, Conrad, and Melissa. First up is Adam. I want you to call this section the postman. The postman. Ride, postman, ride! That's yep. movie. Alright, so, uh, from Adam, it's keep up the good work. I'm going to abbreviate this because there are some spoilers in here that I'm going to leave out, but... This one I liked because it says, Dear Buck Keep Radioins. <laughs> Radioins. I, I wanted to write in and tell you guys, in the gender neutral sense, that you're doing a great job. I am looking forward to you getting into the final trilogy, though I must confess that when those books were first announced, I was upset because Fool's Fate gave Fitz the ending that I felt he deserved. Remember, we talked about this in the last episode, and here Adam yes, is representing those <laughs> those fans. Um, I was never a Fitz fool shipper, but I did find it sad that he missed the fool's goodbye at the end. I always felt that Fitz was the most relatable character I've ever read and my favorite character in the series. Anyway, I look forward to hearing everyone's reactions to what happens, and I may disagree with many of your opinions, but I'll keep things positive, which I really appreciate. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. You too. We're allowed Sorry, to have different opinions and still <laughs> love each other. Adam also signs off Molly for life, so. Wait, sign. Adam, we're going to need to talk. (laughs) Adam likes Molly. I I agree about the Fitz relatability, though. I feel the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We got a message from Conrad who sent us a picture with the caption. um, Sorry, I have to navigate all these different accounts because I'm stupid. You're perfect. His his urban steed or something. We don't do self-deprecation here. Found Fitz's urban steed, and it is a picture of a bicycle. uh, (laughs) The best surprise. And on the bicycle, (laughs) it says, King's Boy. (laughs) (laughs) What? I want that bumper sticker. Uh, Story everywhere. And then... Finally, we have a email from Melissa that says, yay, you're back. OMG, I missed you guys not 30 minutes in, and I have died laughing enough times that my partner came into the room to check on me. <laughs> so, Thanks, Melissa. Glad to make you laugh. Yeah. Glad we could make you, you cry. Hopefully we'll do it again today. <laughs> <laughs> going, going back to the, uh, the snow, snow baby idea or snow (laughs) snow maiden (laughs) it uh it reminded me of uh like vaguely of spinning silver it's a naomi novik Mm, book mm -hmm. um yeah just Mm -hmm. that idea that there's like a there's like these ice snow creatures i guess they would they come across kind of as like white walkers in that book but yeah but uh, like snow elves or something, I guess. Yeah, maybe. yeah, Could definitely like a fae. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, totally. I still I, need to read that book. I haven't. I read her first book, but not that one. I didn't like it's it as much as Uprooted, but it is good. Yeah, I love elves. I think I even bought it already. I think I just literally haven't read it yet. It's waiting. I thought we weren't allowed to read anything I other have than so bu- many books on read. You should save it for like your first frost. And then Ooh. Read it. <laughs> just like so, I'll be reading it in February. <laughs> 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 Is there uh, anyone else reading anything right now? Sorry. Me, I am. I'm always reading something. What are, you, what are you reading right now? Um, I just read some trashy mo- romancing that was truly not good. Oh, no. <laughs> was, it the, the, was it the Barbarians on the Ice Planet one? Because everyone says to read those and it I was an, did It not was like based them. in like reality. Oh. It wasn't fantasy or I was like, this like is, that. I don't like this. This isn't, I need more plot than this. <laughs> I am still only 20% into Dune. Sorry. 20 percent better than me i'm zero have they moved into uh the arakeen palace yet yes okay mm. have you yeah, met the honestly, shutout dune yet? is the last thing that I, is the other thing that yeah. i'm reading yeah I and just, you know i'm I also just i just went dune. into my kindle library and it only has one book in it which is a little disturbing because i have like nine billion books i'm also perpetually only at 63 percent of uh rhythm of war because i will never finish I love oh, you, no. I to that point I need to start over because I do not remember anything I've been reading this book since either. November. Oh my god. I it's not... I am reading a book called The Buried by my friend Melissa Gray. And plug. the synopsis is it is a plug. plug, but you know what? It's really good. It's called uh, the Buried, and it says, Ten years ago, disaster struck the remote town of Indigo Falls. A horrific event drove the residents underground into shelters that keep them safe from the danger on the surface. No one speaks about what happened that fateful day, but even the youngest still remember the fear and, most of all, the searing pain when sunlight touched their skin. Now, a handful of families inhabit this bunker together, guided by a charismatic leader named Dr. Imogen Moran. There are many rules Dr. Moran has instilled to govern life below ground. You must always tell the truth. You must avoid the light of the sun. You must never touch skin to skin. But the most important rule... Perfect. <laughs> into their heads from the moment the hatch slammed shut all those years ago was at the very end of the list. It rattled around in their skulls when all was silent, echoing in the quiet, lonely dark. You must never go outside. This is my perfect That's- place. Fucking fantastic. Super spooky, good, uh, kind of like post-apocalyptic, you know. No going outside, no touching anyone. Sign me up. What do you, <laughs> Thank you, what do you guys have against <laughs> intimacy? It just shouldn't be allowed. I don't know what you don't understand about it. Let's move on to this book we really like. <laughs> you know, I am having a more enjoyable experience this time. <laughs> Let's move on to this 14th book in a 16 book series that we've been We're doing. We're really still good. here, you guys. <laughs> we are invested. Don't worry. Um, Ashley... I'm a new reader, so I'm not upset about us reading these books yet. I'm sure my my time will come. <laughs> I'm sure that she subconsciously um... meant the pregnancy bit, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was not yes. as bad right. as I remembered. You were Take right, it away. Rachel. Take it away, Ashley. <laughs> All right. Chapter five, Arrival, a.k.a. I'm going to need a paternity test. 
The chapter opens with a very accurate mansplanation of what happens to women when they age. Their uteri become the dens of cobwebs and spiders, and instead of bleeding from their vagina, they bleed from all the cuts they get on their new tissue paper skin. Their tits sag and they start to steal your beard oil because theirs is just starting to fill out quite nicely. Thank goodness their sexly desires wane because who the hell wants to fuck that, am I right? And did I mention how useless they become? They can't even lift, bro. Soon their bones turn to crumbly ash and they just <laughs> slither around like an aged slug, which is why they get that hump in their shoulders. Then the mood swings come. All they do is burn down houses and kill your livestock from dehydration. Better just let them slug over to the fire and darn some clothes until they're out of their misery. If you simply can't stand the clicking of their knitting needles, just open the doors and hope the fair maiden slugs off into the night. Or drug her. Whichever works best for you. It's hmm. <laughs> a pretty accurate summary of that. Fitz is... <laughs> it was hard to read that. Uh, Fitz is lamenting the death of his wife's brain. They knew years ago she was a dried up spider den, but it was okay because they rode ponies and had slumber parties with minstrels and generally were enjoying retirement the way I hope to. Revel was houseboy extraordinaire, finances were being financialed, and life was good. But I guess she did kind of start to lose it a bit when patients died, yeah? She was doing things like being pensive and getting dizzy three times. She got thin and slow and was nice to fits. Gross. But then the next year, she bounced back, tending her bees and wanting to bone on the regular. Whoop, whoop, so thorough. It was a good year because Fitz was the center of Molly's world now that her annoying brood was out of the house. But all good things must come to an end. And the next year, Molly started eating and putting on weight. Ew. He very thoughtfully teased her by poking her stomach like the Pillsbury Doughboy, and she very lovingly popped out her wolf teeth and ripped open his neck for a snack. <laughs> While licking her fingers clean, she mentioned she can't not age like some people and made the comment that she hoped she died before her dementia kicked in. I thought I have like 10 times a week at the age of 36. So clearly, when Molly announced her pregnancy in their post-coital bliss, Fitz had all the data he needed to debunk her theory. Ain't no way. To which she replies, Yaha, I know my body and I'm pregnant. But silly woman, you don't know your body better than, better than a man knows your body. <laughs> <laughs> Molly starts nesting straight away and Fitz alerts Nettle that mom is cuckoo for co Cocoa Puffs. I guess he loves her because even though he doesn't believe her, he goes along with it. And that's nice, I guess. Molly misses her first Winterfest due date and then they crunch some numbers and, you know, she could have been a little off. So this is going to be a spring baby. But Bebe does not come. Nor does Bebe come in summer or fall. And dear listener, I'm also starting to doubt Molly. <laughs> because gestation is nine months. Fifteen tops with bad math. And Fitz is bummed because their life is consumed by prep for a baby that isn't coming. What about the pony rides? Molly tells Fitz to be patient. Their Bebe is coming. Don't you forget it. Then Ayad dies. And I'm genuinely sad for Ketty because her dad was a real stand-up guy. And... Fitz dons his Queen's Guard uniform and heads to the Mountain Kingdom, secretly thrilled to get away from Crazy Molly. They mourn the king. Ketty tells the Mountain Kingdom her son will rule them soon enough, and she hopes they're down with it. The visit to the Mountain Kingdom is over, and Fitz is getting ready to pull an Irish exit. He finds himself outside the beautifully carved cabin that once belonged to Fool and his roomie Jofron. Are we saying Yofron or Jofron? I like Yofron, but we'll say Jofron. Still not great with social norms, Fitz just stands there staring directly outside the cabin too long, and someone inside mistakes him for a man in need. So Fitz asks Jofron, uh, for Jofron, and wouldn't you know it, she's there. And guess what? Turns out Jofron has been receiving letters from the fool. This puts Fitz's panties in a twist, but that's for another chapter. 
And Fitz states he hopes her family is well, to which Jufron replies, my son is not here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turns out this hussy has a whole treasure trove of letters from the fool, but the last one was a warning. Don't talk about your son to any strangers that ask. So Jofron repeats, her son is not there. And Fitz finally picks up on the social cue and realizes Jofron wants him out. He tries to explain that he doesn't fit the description, but she doesn't care. Bye, Fitzlicia. <laughs> P.S. This letter came two years ago and took at least a year for the Pony Express to deliver it, so who knows if the fool is dead or alive by now. Fitz is back on his trail home, blasting My Chemical Romance on his headphones while he ponders why the fool has other friends and why he talks to them but not him. <laughs> He's soaking in a good sulk bath, black eyeliner extra thick, but then Nettle rolls up to be his travel companion, Doodle and Shade Center, because, and I quote, he has a reputation as a very competent assassin, which is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, and they don't think he needs any other guards. Uh, okay, sure, whatever. On their trip home, they cover lots of topics like Queen Eliana's uh, unsuccessful attempts to have a female heir, Riddle and Nettle sitting in a tree, dragons ravenously gorging on a buffet of herds from the Duchy's territory. They ponder if it's cowardly to just let them help themselves, and honestly, it's better than an acid bath, so I think they should just do that. We also find out that Gull is real old and real tired, and that makes me real sad. But then they get to the real hot goss. Nettle asks about Fitz and the fool's relationship and if they, you know, wink, wink. And Fitz politely replies, no homo, but that they had a love that was different. It wasn't about sex. It was beyond that. Damn right it was. And then Nettle calls him Don. and he gets excited about it. Uh, Nettle and Fitz arrive at Withy Woods and Molly is pregnant as she ever was. Totally consumed by baby prep, Nettle is struck by it all, noting how different it is to see her mother um, behave this way in person versus the letters that she's been getting. And Fitz promises that he's going to take care of Molly no matter how senile she becomes, and I guess that's sweet. But sadly, Molly hears the two of them talking shit about her and her baby, and she doesn't take that very well. So Nettle pieces the fuck out, and Fitz and Molly enter into a silent treatment that lasts for several days. Finally, Fitz apologizes, and Molly's like, whatever, you don't believe me, but my tits are swelling and this baby is squirming <laughs> around, so I'll be proving you wrong shortly. And my, 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 doesn't she, though? Winter arrives, and so does the baby. Molly creeps into the study one night and announces she's in labor, and Fitz is still quite convinced that she ate a bad chili dog, <laughs> but goes along with the charade. He goes to gather hot water and towels, and by the time he's back, Molly is sitting, dress hiked up, and placenta out, with what some people might call a baby in her hands. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker, that bitch just birthed a baby. And it was hella small, and it just slid right on Ooh. out. You know, uh, this baby is unique. She's very small, but fully formed, very pale, blue eyes, blonde hair, gestated for roughly three years. Molly thinks the baby will die shortly, but Fitz does a skill wit check and everything seems to be in working order. So maybe she just takes after Fitz's mom and Mount Kingdom colorings and, you know, we'll just ignore the whole fact of the extremely long cook time. <laughs> so Fitz is shocked but confesses, I've been such an idiot. I should have believed you from the start. And Molly, a better human than I, states, yes, you should have. No harm done. Whereas I would have held a grudge for a minimum of seven years. Alas, let's all just be thankful this baby wasn't born in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> and move on. Fuck. <laughs> So here's my question. <laughs> How did Molly have the fool's baby? <laughs> I'm glad you've improved in your uh, foolish detective skills. <laughs> Much smarter than Did they I... do like a good old fashioned sex swap like they did uh, back in the day? Like we swap them bodies? Like what the fuck happened? Intro to Mpreg 101. <laughs> Molly fucked the fool. 
I don't know how he did it. But that baby has fool written all over Delivered it. Delivered by a letter and Molly just ate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Fitz hasn't been getting his letters. A snowflake was delivered. Molly <laughs> swallowed it. Well, it is a mystery. Whether or not it remains mystery, I cannot say. We've heard a story very similar to this in a prior book. I don't remember that kind <laughs> of stuff. My brain isn't that big. It was, it was many, up. many, many books ago. Many. It was, it was many like books the ago. second book or something. All I can assume is that the fool's people take a very long time to cook up their babies. That is the gist of the story. Yes. yes. That the remember when the so basic. I'll just tell you because we read it. It's not a spoiler. The fool talks spoiler. about that he was born to um, aged aged parents. Right. And that he developed slowly, and it took a long time. And he was weird. well, and he stays young for like forever. Right. So obviously, there's that whole aspect of it. Yeah. Right. And he had. I'm two feeling fathers. spoiled. He had age. two fathers and one mother. I feel spoiled now. That's... Oh, that I did not remember. And I guess when I thought of them being aged, I thought of them as being like a hundred, not like fifty. <laughs> 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 well, in medieval land, you're right. to death, and you can't dog have a ears. Union. Yeah. <laughs> it just just put a tab in that in your mind because the you know the details may become more or less confusing depending on how you uh <laughs> how you interpret them <laughs> oh my god my cat's trying to get right. <laughs> why not go bother joey they're coming through the jaws no, no don't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so uh, we spent quite a lot of time in the last episode talking about how maybe Molly was going through some kind of psychotic episode, but turns out... You no, know, I knew my girl was pregnant. I knew it. I caught it. I was deeply offended by the entire introductory section of this chapter. terrible. Terrible. It was a fucking awful... Right. I, I I was struck by it because, like, women are defined by their maternal status, right? Like, you're either single and g getting ready to get married, or you're married, or you're a mother, or you're a grandmother, or you're dead. Nobody has... We don't have words for women who are not part of that cycle. And witches. Witches. <laughs> witches. And Welcome to my coven. <laughs> And, you know, Molly had progressed to grandma stage and was therefore not useful anymore, right? And how dare she, how dare she continue to be relevant? Uh, so what do we, um, I mean, we got another kid. There's another kid. Yep. Another first It's a tiny. Tiny pink baby. Blue eyes, not blind. The tiniest little hot dog there ever was. Um, I, when I read this scene, I pictured a Barbie doll as the baby. Like a yeah, nice doll. Like Skipper, the short one. Yeah, I this, question yeah, like a... the, the brand of doll in my section. <laughs> the, you know, it's, it's very, you know, she's very small. 
She's not making much noise. She's a little creepy. Creep scale back. She's just looking. Say, do we have to bring You're gonna look at me. I'm gonna scale? look at you. Yeah. What was the? Um... Oh, a hundred percent. Because when this bitch's teeth come in, <laughs> she is gonna be so creepy. The uh, the description was like, his pinky couldn't be held by her hand. Yeah, she's small. yeah. That's why I'm like Barbie size. But, that's a Barbie hand. Yeah, that's, that's like that is so teensy. <laughs> I mean, but but like brass. T- how many inches are we talking here? How how well, how long have you have you measured your baby? baby? Six inches. I'm thinking I'm thinking seven eight inches max. They said half a barn cat. Yeah, same. Half a barn cat. I think it's like none of the clothes fit it. I mean, I think it's just a little itty, creamy itty, baby. Bitty. I think it's smaller than yeah. a creamy baby. Well, because she said she didn't expect it to live for an hour, which I mean. She must it's have been be real clear. You must have, like see the little heart pumping through Aww. the skin, you know? Like, right? Gross. No, they didn't say that. They just said she was pink. Why do you remind me that people have bodies? I just <laughs> <laughs> We are just voices in the deep. That's right. So 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 Fitz is in the mountains talking to Jofron about <laughs> about Jofer you know being he's sweetie like himself fool, I jealous rage. guess it was molly the whole yeah. time right i felt bad for how scared jofron was of fits like get the fuck out of here my son's not here he's not here I'm wondering why why jofron distrusted fits so much because like she knows who fits is a killer yeah, I mean, he he's like, I'm not a stranger, and, like, why, I mean, what's the problem here? I don't fit the description of this note, but she's still, is... she's just like, but he also kind notes, of brings so... around trouble. Like, he's, That's true. and also and their I, child she's probably is just like, line. I don't want to get into this. You also have to keep in yeah. mind that that letter was sent to her two years ago, so she must have taken it extremely seriously to be still on her guard this much. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. to the fool. I, God, two years of that kind of anxiety? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she just knew that Fitz wasn't getting letters, so therefore she didn't think that he was trusted enough. Right. Or that maybe Fitz was going to take, find, locate, and take her son. Yeah. What's special <laughs> about her fucking son again? Is he going to be a king one day or something? We don't know. Probably. We don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Probably. What made me very anxious in this chapter was this whole idea that the Mountain Kingdom is going to be completely okay with becoming a duchy. <laughs> the seventh yeah. duchy. Rude. And they're all just like, yeah, they'll be fine. I told them that that's what's going to happen, and that's what my father wanted because he married me to Verity, and they just need to accept it. And I'm like, do they, though? I, I don't I don't know. I don't. Well, that's just it. Like, I think that's what she tried to put down their yeah. throat, but I don't know that they're actually going to accept that. Because when she got married to Verity, the original plan was for Rurisk to inherit, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was murdered, and they kind of just kept that alliance going because they were in a really weak spot, and they didn't really have yeah. another choice. But was that the plan? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know how effective it would be to try to guilt trip a nation during their king's death. Right? <laughs> 
as I live in a nation that does not have that kind of loyalty for their leaders, I can't really fathom yeah. it. That's Ketty, y'all. Everybody loves Ketty. I mean, maybe, maybe Buckkeep could just, you know, kick their butts in a fight and they know it. Well, maybe they could, but maybe they couldn't. I think I don't they, know. They I feel like I feel like the Mountain Kingdom can hold it well, down. What, the Mountain Kingdom I mean, there's, there's kind of stone there's dragons. a reason why it's not incorporated already. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I also feel like they're too spread out. Yeah, this is like a situation where it's like, yeah, sure, come up here in the winter and fight us. <laughs> Die in the mountains. Go ahead. They either love Ketty or are scared. Well, we'll see if that if any of that political stuff comes back up. But I, I was not I thought that that was an interesting bit of development, that the, the political landscape is changing a lot from what Fitz has known for most of his life. Um, anything else happened in this chapter? Nettle asked Fitz about the fool. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nosy little hoe. You know, I feel really bad for Nettle because, you know, Nettle... Oh, she got screwed. <laughs> she got completely screwed. Like, not only what, did her mom remarry and have a bunch of other kids with someone else so that it was like... Like, obviously that was her family. But it was like a start over, right? And then when she gets the original team back together, that dad is, like, not interested in being her dad. At all. He goes and lives in, like, the woods instead of being a dad. And so... I just feel like it's, it must be really hard for her to see her parents having a child that they both parent together when she didn't get to have that. Well, in addition to that, she clearly likes uh, one of the R guys. Riddle. Well, not Riddle. Revel, the other one. The other, Riddle. yeah, Riddle. And she's not allowed, like, they told her that she can't marry him like they're they're holding her life hostage well, she's her, second in fun. line for the throne i guess at this point i mean i guess not anymore because she's Beautiful like has children so it's are they just fucking move. she's fourth third third they're making love well, then, joseph <laughs> i mean unless she wants to pop pop touching. some babies out then... yeah i guess it's third i'm sure she would probably like a child and she's already in her 30s. Like, I'm old. About to reach Molly age. She's going to turn into cobwebs. <laughs> she's about to lose all her value not, as a woman here. And someone warned her. Everyone can have a three year pregnancy and deliver a tiny pale child. Right. Hmm. I, I think that Nettle is definitely getting screwed, just like Fitz got screwed. And they're holding her back for like political maneuverings that are not going to happen and that is not necessary because they have other heirs and it is not it's like what are they saving her so they can marry her off to somebody in the in the yes. mountain kingdom like, yeah it doesn't who's going to want to marry a 35 year old like <laughs> you know no she's got can't she have kids who uh, knows and she's a bastard and... i would like but she's to also think. a wizard she's a wizard <laughs> that's true <laughs> She's a wizard. Somebody's a somebody's wizard. got that kink. <laughs> Somebody wants the wizard. So she stopped aging at twenty seven. Yeah, wait, she's got skill. I mean, can't yeah, they just right? de age her if she can't? I mean, she could probably can she have kids if she gets de aged, skill de aged. 
They could lock her in right now. Well, like they just if they froze. I her mean, in. but well, it's a limited amount of eggs, right? Oh, or but if she doesn't want no, kids, listen, you could, the skill can make not. you younger, right? So does that like can't you just kind of extend? Like maybe she can make you no, can skill make her body to make more eggs, even if she's like fifty. I yes. think you can lock in your age or slow it down a lot. I think you can lock in your Lock yeah, in that age exactly. now. Come on. What are we waiting for? This so is an like, underused skill. It's like Aaron Sun in Farscape where she's like, I'm pregnant, but it's just... I just... I, until we activate it. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I have a... <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with the fact that the they have not exploited the use of this de-aging mechanism. I feel like that would become a very... It's wrong, Joey. How dare you want to be cool? And, like, I mean, maybe Keddy thinks that, forever. but... Yeah, and honestly, like, it's not great unless you do it to everybody because Molly has already expressed how sad she is about the fact that, like, she's going to get aged. Then they and... just need to de-skill. Well, I mean, Shade did offer. Yeah, and she said no because... To use, like, the skill Botox. Yeah, but... but it might be against her beliefs to try to, like hold her body uh, in time. Like, well, I mean, they need some new beliefs. I, I mean, think, that's on her. Joey would do it. I, we already I would sell it. I would sell it. I would be rich. I would sell it. I think that if you're the 20-something daughter of the hottest guy in the, the country and you are a master wizard already, you're probably going to lock in your age. I'm yeah, you're like that. you're like that like yeah, your Coachella age. The least nettle could be is hot. Forever. I don't know. I just always think about vampires, and they live for so it's long, so and sexy. they fall in love with these human girls, and then they just uh, die off, and they can't be together forever because they just keep on living. Point to a. I'm sorry, you don't read enough vampire. They didn't get <laughs> turned romances. enough. They, they gotta get I'm, turned. I'm they just gotta saying, get like from the point of view of a twenty-something, you're pr- you're probably pretty happy with that idea and yeah, it's also not she's got forever. Tintaglia, like, phoning in. her all the time being like hey bitch are you hot today i'm hot i'm always hot and then nettle's gotta be like yeah bitch <laughs> hot. but also like kettle lived to like what like two or three hundred yeah and she that's what exactly what she did she locked it in when she was hot so you I do mean, age still got old. you do age yeah, yeah she's still it's got just old. slow yeah she was the best. And it was still worth it, you know? Yeah, she got to have Glad I could raise that point. Um, anything else in this chapter that we want to talk about? Uh, just one thing from me. I know I used a lot of, like, the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and she's crazy and all of that. And just know that I respect mental health far more than that. And it was just me being, like harping on the fact of the way they they paint molly being in the book no i think i think you're right not, i think molly not who, is, what not what i believe <laughs> molly my is personal self molly is a tr- is like a statement a treatise like a big like statement from hob about how women are treated especially when they're older when no one believes them about their body you know people brush off their feelings as disorders or like mental aberrations that aren't true and talk about them and make decisions about them behind their back and yeah it's awful and i think i think that that's all on purpose especially with that intro to this chapter yeah for sure all right let's move on to chapter six the secret child um the intro warns us against solo skill users and tells us they must be closely monitored, and you definitely shouldn't let a solo be a skill master. Otherwise, they might pull a Wanda and take over a whole town just for funsies until they destroy each other. 
So uh, checks and balances are your friends, folks. Uh, now on to the tiny pale baby that I just cannot picture the size of, as we discussed. Uh, but apparently she's like a doll. But like, what brand of doll are we talking about here? <laughs> Cabbage Patch, Barbie, Polly Pocket. Um, anyway, Fitz is in denial and is all like, this is fine because all babies are small. So he starts writing fan fiction in his head about her life that will never make it to the page. And well, isn't that relatable? Uh, he's dreaming up a whole life for her, of her dancing in Bucky ballrooms and riding horses and learning about bees and learning to read and figure, and she's gonna be a prodigy and he's gonna tell everyone about her. If only he could get a message to the fool and, whoa, slow down, Fitz. Because then he remembers the world he actually lives in and the paranoia starts to come back in full force. What would Catrickin and Shade think when they looked at her? Are they gonna think her pale hair makes her not his kid? Or are they gonna accept the whole mountain lineage thing and then drag her into farcier politics and all that comes with it? Should he run, pack up uh, pack up everyone, and just flee? No, that's insane. Instead, he decides to go with the keep it secret, keep it safe route, and just claim that she's a foundling they took in to placate Molly's delusions. Yeah, I'm sure she'll agree to that, Fitz. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> By morning, Fitz realized this plan, too, is insane, because, you know, there's other people that live in this house, <laughs> including everyone's favorite steward, Revel, who would know that the foundling story was bullshit. Still, Fitz tries to keep things on the down low by insisting he bring Molly her meals, but everyone yeah. looks, loves to gawk and gossip, so Cook, soon Cook and Miles show up to take a peek, followed by everyone else. As expected, everyone's first comment is, but she's so tiny. At least Revel seems to love her instantly, and he brought her flowers to match her screens, because he's the best. Uh, Fitz is fascinated by her, though, watching her every second, but terrified to pick her up because she's too delicate, which is also relatable. <laughs> uh... That night, she sleeps in their bed, which seems like a terrible idea if she's that tiny, because what yeah. if we turn over wrong? Right? But you know, it's fine. Don't do it. You gotta do the pillow fortress around the baby. <laughs> so Fitz drifts off to sleep and dreams of the fool. Hmm. He dreams of the fool as a child being chased by a bunch of... Sh- by a bunch of shitty bullies from the keep who had followed him into the garden and that Fitz had been there to watch the whole thing, which we find out he actually wasn't. Double, hmm... Anyway, it turns out it is a bad idea to let an an unnaturally small newborn sleep next to a man prone to trauma-induced nightmares, because Molly has to shield the baby. Fitz is all freaked out that he could have hurt her, so he offers to sleep somewhere else, but Molly doesn't let him descend into his usual self-pity and tells him that he's staying. Fitz tries to go back to sleep and thinks about the fool some more and what his life was like at Buckkeep in those early days and wonders if his child's life will be like- what his child's life will be like if she remains tiny and pale. Hmm. Mm. So Fitz goes back to wolf protection mode and returns to his keep it secret, keep it safe strategy, which of course is still so not going to work. Because he's dumb. why is Fitz like this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the web of lies that he immediately tries. Like first they're gonna <laughs> flee. Like okay, well that doesn't even make any sense. They'll find you. You have the skill. Should, should, but hold on. <laughs> yeah, right. You have a baby that you think isn't gonna live past an hour, and you're gonna bundle it up and fucking flee with it. Like that doesn't sound like a good plan. Back at to all. forge. <laughs> oh. Rebuild the cabin. <laughs> Rebuild the cabin. It's fine. Also, oh, the, she reminds me of the fool. Gosh, she looks like the fool. Gosh, her life is going to be just like how it was with the fool. I make no connection to this whatsoever. <laughs> no connection at all. I've lived a life full of magic and intrigue and weird shit, but I am now don't believe in this any of that. not relevant. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> I hate him so much. I love him, but I hate him. Oh, man. Like, who's the one going through dementia? It's not... <laughs> 
so annoying. Can we talk about the skill aging thing again? Because I just, <laughs> I know we didn't, <laughs> it's not sake. in this chapter, but like, I just, uh, you know, you can edit this out. I don't care. I just, I want to know where does the body, uh, he, they talk about it like their bodies were pulling from the body's reserves and making it make itself better. Yeah, like your what, energy. Uh, what, what energy? So it's just calories? He's the flash? Yeah, so the skill can like basically force your body to rebuild cells. Like super fast. But your but your body needs energy to do that. So you just eat. That's why they get so emaciated and sickly after they yeah. go through that yeah, process. Yeah, they literally like But like, that's but that's less healthy. That would be worse. No, well, that they don't feel good when they're done, but once they recover, they feel good because their broken bones and like and and livers and cancer are gone. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, I don't think like the the everyday like skill healing that keeps Fitz young is like depleting his reserves all the time. It's no, because he of, only stubs like, his toe. Like, once every so he four stubs days. his toe and has to eat like a five course meal, right? Like that's what happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, he right. falls he off needs, a ladder and breaks a, his arm, and he then heals it in a day. Few cheeseburgers, yeah. large fry. Man, yeah. <laughs> Wonder if he shits as much. <laughs> he <As> must. What? <laughs> I think I might be the anti Alyssa because everything that's coming out of my mouth sound like things that would repulse her. Yeah, I don't like having a body or thinking about <laughs> having bodies. So, okay. Oh man, I talk about poop every time I'm with my circle of friends. You gotta be okay there's talking a lot about of, poop. There's a lot of poop talk. Um, okay, we can talk about this actual chapter. I just this this <laughs> thing has been. I just keep going back to this. So. Um, I, I, I love that Revel is like, I'm going to get the screens out and I'm going to get his flowers. I know. He's just the nicest damn little thing there ever was. He's like, like Fitz is being like, like people are going to come in the night. We're going to have to like resist. We're going to have to flee. We're going to do all this stuff. And Revel's like, it's a baby. Keep the baby comfortable. (laughs) Keep the mommy comfortable. (laughs) Just be normal, please. We don't have to just like pick up swords and run into the woods. We can just... well, Revel was the one taking Molly to Lamaze classes and Whitney yeah. Weltfitz was just like yeah. stocking up on like canned food in the basement. <laughs> yeah, totally. Frantically <laughs> buying like the worst canned food, like pickled eggs or something. How much do you think Revel believed Molly, like if at all? I think Revel believed Molly. He gonna die. That's what's gonna happen. He's gonna die because he's too good. The end. I, pointed, <laughs> just, I put a nickel no, down. All the good he's gonna, are going to maybe. He, if he dies, it's like in the act of saving either oh, Molly or sure. the baby. For sure. He's gonna get Revel is going to become their new father. <laughs> uh, you're not allowed to foretell. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's what the the strictures of this podcast have said. You're correct. I'm only supposed to lead you really obviously to things. Wrong. Um, uh, uh, uh. Clearly you don't lead me very well because it took me a very long time. (laughs) We tried so hard. (laughs) Whatever. I was on top of Rosemary and I'm on top of this. I got an email for Rachel. It says... Rachel is always leading the new listeners to um, be spoiled. Say it to my face. Thank you, sincerely, 
We're not acknowledging that people have you need to come. You need to come down to basement level three room five C in the corner (laughs) and say it to my face. I didn't say we were in the basement. I just said we're in meeting room C, okay? That's a respectable, well-lit meeting room on probably the second floor. It is so lit there. So lit. There might even be a direct path to a door that goes outside. A labyrinthine tunnel. Is this our con? No window, though. 14 screens with winter pansies on them? There will be now. Does anyone else think it's weird that in the nursery area, the Molly's office or whatever, that the the cradle's in the middle of the room? Yes, I think that's super strange. Isn't that odd? Because wouldn't you want your baby protected by, like, a certain number of walls? Like, as many, like, I don't know. The feng shui of the room, though. I want a Rosemary's baby situation. I want the most ominous fucking thing you could imagine. Maybe that's how rich people roll. They're just like, let's make the most inefficient use of space that we can. Well, it's probably so people can come and, like, ogle. Google the baby. Ogle. We could get eight people around this baby at once. Ogle the baby. You know, it's like so they can come in and like surround the baby and hmm. see. There's no ogling this baby. Cram into a into a corner. Well, I mean, now they know that. Well, but there is because the servants, the help is. They're all trying to come in. This baby looks like like, Mac and me. Okay, this baby is. Oh, a hundred percent. Insult the baby. (laughs) This baby is Mac and me. It's not ugly. It's unsettling. Giant eyes. Tiny mouth. Yeah. Just stares. Weird, but it's not like. Fugly. It's not. It's not fugly like that Mac and me thing. I don't think it's. I don't think it's ugly, but I think it is that level of shock when people Aww. see it. Her. She's a girl, allegedly. You gotta pop your cheeks out. <laughs> gotta pop. You gotta fill them up with air. Gotta pop your cheeks out, and then you gotta hold your chin with both hands. And then mild comes in and vacuums yeah. her up. And what, and what do you got to pop in there? Like Skittles or something? You just got to pop Skittles into that mouth and then Yeah, Coke. yeah, because it was like, it was like off-brand E.T. Yeah, so and then you got to end yeah. up in a supermarket naked with a gun. <laughs> that you guys, so why fun. haven't we cosplayed Mac and me? <laughs> I, we could do it. Everyone would get it just because of the bit that's on the We could the do like loincloths or oh something. We would just have like a kid in a wheelchair and then... You could do that at the end when they have clothes on, which indicates that they were naked ah, for the rest citizens. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, when they take no. their citizen's test. Oh, they're so ugly yeah. then, too. <laughs> anyway, they never really get better looking. An embarrassment to their kind. <laughs> but, you know, we've we've gone on a tangent. We've so. gone on a tangent. If you don't know what Mac and Me is, I recommend that you don't watch it and you just listen to the How Did This Get Made episode where they watch Mac and Me. That's really Pure the, gold. the can best. Can you watch way to along? Consume. No. You you can watch it and then you listen, could, but yeah. I just feel like going in blind is really the yeah the move. I'm gonna dance on top of that McDonald's also, table. The the second best episode of that podcast is Deep Blue Sea. So like do for both of them if you haven't ever seen that. Yeah, that one in Sleepaway Camp is also pretty good. Don't fall Anyways, in love with Jason. Another tangent. <laughs> Let's move on to chapter seven. A continuation of the anxieties. This chapter begins with an old buckkeep folktale describing a woman who desires a child and is given one by the Pexies. They're real. It's Six Duchess Thumbelina. It's been ten days since Bee was born. 
and Fitz decides it's time he fesses up. He never sent the baby announcements. He bribes Molly into good into a good mood by providing her favorite cookies and tells her none of her children know that they have yet another sibling. Oh, Fitz, says Molly, entirely too understanding about Fitz deciding to control and hide his family. <laughs> I just wanted it to be us, he lies. Except just us is them and the servants, who think B is some kind of creepy doll brought to life. Her chest is the span of two fingers. What the oh. fuck? What? What? Did you, oh did my it god. That? Did I? Yes. I must have missed right. that line. That is, that is no, that's crazy. That's too like pixie small. territory for sure. So she is the size of a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> put her in a bun. <laughs> Just put her in a bun. Uh, Molly. Uh, it gets defensive. She doesn't want the servants thinking B is some kind of evil, magical thing. They talk about how the servants have worked at Withywoods for their whole lives, for generations. Surely they wouldn't betray the house. They're good people, just terribly uneducated and superstitious. But then Fitz is like, I could kill them if they look at her wrong. And mm-hmm. Molly is all, well, that makes me so happy. <laughs> Only men who kill people for looking weird at their children actually love them. The real defensive issue isn't that B is strange, and she is, but that Molly is insecure about everyone thinking that she probably cheated because B looks nothing like Fitz. But Fitz is all, we are pack, smells like pack, and maybe just as <laughs> once Molly isn't upset that Fitz is a wolf. Anyway, Molly's good sense prevails, and she convinces Fitz that he has to tell everyone about his weird doll child right now before rumors spread and people start getting drawn and quartered and burned over water. So Fitz skills to Nettle, who freaks out and immediately begins to plan a visit. Fitz is nervous. Molly asks why, and he explains he doesn't want B to be used like all the other farseers. This is old territory. See, when Nettle was a child, Fitz says they'll meddle, and points out that Nettle is still unable to marry Riddle because of the decisions of Shade and Ketrickin, and now she has no pack. And Molly is like, Nettle is fine. She's a grown woman with power and finances and her own rooms right next to Riddle. She's fine. Then Fitz tries to hold B for a little bit, but B won't look him in the eye, and Fitz is all, I am thusly rejected. But Night Eyes pipes in and calls her pup and says to let the pup come to him. And Fitz is like, oh, Night Eyes, and then promptly ignores the sound advice and tries to skill into B, which makes her start to cry. Hey, she can cry. Mm-hmm. And then they actually name her B instead of Patience, which is great because I've been calling her B this whole summary so far, and wouldn't it have been embarrassing if I had been wrong? <laughs> Anyways... The weird Three Musketeers thing is over. Five days later, when Nettle arrives with Ketrickin in tow, surprise, yet another thing fits shielded from Molly because he compartmentalizes way too much. So, B can be presented as another farseer heir. And look, I'm not going to lie, this is all boring. Fitz skills at B a bit more and doesn't feel anything and decides B doesn't have the magic. Moving on. To the best and worst of this chapter. Fitz, paranoid as fuck about his baby Fitz, has camped out in B's nursery waiting for whatever bullshit Shade has sent with Ketrickin's entourage to manifest. And behold, a child. That's right. It's Rosemary too, the fussy lad boy, in theaters now. <laughs> There's a young boy. He's looking at B and, oh, oh, yeah, that's Fitz with a knife to the kid's throat, threatening to murder him. Our super dad. Unimpressed with this attempt, he tells the kid to strip to make sure he doesn't have any poisons. <laughs> All the kid has on him is a bastard fit chivalry buck pendant, which I would like to find in a merch store somewhere, thanks. Then, when the kid is butt-ass naked, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, what's your name? Lant. Fitz Vigilant. Ah, a noble bastard. How very Jon Snow of you. 
After that, Fitz refuses to leave Bea alone, so they drag her entire cradle to the dinner table, veiled like a vampire baby so that no one can look at her like very normal parents. Lots of talking. Read it. Don't. I think you can accurately guess at this point how Fitz feels about it all. Just know that Ketrickin took one look at this creepy as shit little snow baby and was like, you know what? This one is yours. The crown's good. (laughs) (laughs) The healer she brought says this one isn't going to survive which upsets molly and they sleep with their door locked and fitz prowls the corridors and it's all so normal it's normal (laughs) to think that the kindly old nurses are going to stab your baby to death for being small because what fitz is a big mad about isn't that ketrickin wants be appointed in the line for the throne it's that she doesn't what's wrong with my baby and b won't have the protection of being an acknowledged farseer heir Nettle stays longer than Ketrickin, and the rest of Molly's sons, okay Fitz, also come to see their now weird sister, but soon they aren't even all named, so it's really an, is this really an important detail? It's back to the three of them again, and I imagine Fitz sitting in his den, smoking a pipe in the dark like Aragorn at the Prancing Pony, thinking, plotting, worrying, singing softly to himself, Thumbelina! So I looked it up, and it says less than the span of her fingers. So I don't know if that's oh, yeah. how many that's, fingers. Or... That's the span. That's the span or of your four fingers, exactly. Rachel. So her torso. Two fingers. She's preemitered. No, it says it says less than the span of her fingers. Oh, I guess I read it two fingers. Um, Either way, that is it's also so... incredibly small for a it's baby. It's like that's still <laughs> double the size of what we thought it was a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> She's not Barbie sized. She is. She's somewhere Barbie. between she's Barbie. Barbie sized. She's somewhere between Barbie and and preemie. Yeah. She's a Bratz doll size. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Big eyes, bodacious face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting that Katrickin won't let Nettle marry, but is super cool without with just like allowing. Do you think that it's less to do with her rejection of B's physicality, which is what Fitz assumes, and more like, if I acknowledge her, I have to acknowledge that Fitz is alive? And then immediately acknowledge the death. I think it was... I think the rejection was solely based on that baby being a creep. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know, because with Nettle, they can say the bastard Fitzchivalry fathered her before he died. With B, it's been like 30 years. But I don't think, I think she would have had that realization before she went all the way to Withy Woods to witness this baby. Well, she cares about, about Fitz and that's her family, but I don't, I don't know if she ever really thought I'm going to like claim this child and put her, put her in the register, you know? Well, but I think she could have claimed know. the child with a minstrel and then kept that secret, but like oh, kept known it about it. I don't think she would have had to proclaim yeah. it to the world immediately. So it's more that's like, like her minstrel. It's yeah. more like, all right, I don't need to even go through this drama because this baby's probably not going to live. And yeah. right. she's like, oh yeah, no. She she would just <laughs> be like a backup spare. She said, ew. But what's what's uh, stopping Fitz from getting his own minstrel and like, hey, Hap. This is this is B. She's my daughter. She's a farseer. Write that down. It has less weight when uh, it's not the crown. I don't know. He is the well, crown. Well, sorta. 
technically. <laughs> not yeah. as crowny. He's got a whole. He's not as crowny as Keddy. But also, like the hierarchy. Who would? Yeah, believe... like Fitz but died, the, so somebody claiming that... that they're Fitz is not the same as the crown yeah, claiming but, they're Fitz. Uh, hap- how 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 much of an established uh, minstrel is Hap? And also, he would really need to recuse himself because it's a conflict of interest for him to be trying to like make official record of somebody who's his quote unquote father. Yeah. But minstrels are unassailably true. Yeah, they're the lawyers of their time. Truthy and true are, I mean, <laughs> I said truthy for a reason. He could call, he can call Starling. Oh, no, Jinx. she's probably dead. <laughs> oh, she's still hot. You were like, oh, Joey, you're going to like her. And I, and then I get through the however many books it was she was in. And I was like, she's the worst. she blows thug and junks. I'd forgotten about her. I can't believe you brought her back. I feel like she gets Thugging worse in every scene that she's in. She's she's just a hot girl. Just leave her alone. <laughs> just hot girl things. Just hot, hot girl problems. <laughs> hot girl understand. problems. I don't know. One of the reasons why I find these books a little challenging is that I don't know if y'all find this or this is like a psychological thing, but like in media, when you like consume it as women, you naturally like tend to latch onto a certain perspective that you identify with, and you, I don't know. So and it's just like sometimes Tom Okay, listen, (laughs) Fitz. No, I'm in this for the fool. And it's just like, I don't have that point of view from the fool, though, you know? No, we don't. But I feel like there's a perspective, like, we're trained to kind of see things, like, through the perspective of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're trained to read all kinds of books with male protagonists and to still empathize and be okay with it. And boys don't have to read books with girls as protagonists so right they don't, they don't develop the skill usually i play lots of video games as a girl but that count that's different because that no, yeah staring at a girl's ass for 40 that's hours. not <laughs> that's not why i do it that's not why i do it it is Kamui Cosplay was doing some video game like um surveys on her Instagram stories last week mm-hmm. and one of them was like do you prefer to play as female or male characters and it was like 78% of people played female characters yeah, yeah. and I'm like if only women were actually respected that much in real life right yes. Rachel do I play female characters respectably no but what <laughs> oh shit what I, how the last game you played as a girl huh. was Mass Effect. And she was you. you. Built a character that looked like me and decided, I'm going to act like you. And she was a bitch. Oh, oh hold on. She, all right. She was, oh. she was sexually oh. experimental because she should be allowed. <laughs> and, and, okay, she was very tough on bad people. Like, she was a total raging bitch on bad people. She had no qualms about killing people. But... <laughs> but um, very, very good and loyal to the people in, in her life uh, that she loved. So yeah, I think right. the way I played her was correct. Thank you. Uh, uh-huh. Done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. You had sex with Garrus. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, Alyssa. And I, 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 I think this, this part, something about Fitz... 
And as we read a little bit more of this book, we I think we will be, be able to talk about this more. But something about Fitz necessarily has to be this dumb and this out of touch. And I would probably argue that whether or not you connect with male characters or not, even if you do, I don't think Fitz is very relatable in these moments. Because he's out of his mind. Yes. Not not rational at all. And like protective, but in the most toxic ways. He doesn't care about how anyone feels. He only cares about what people are saying. And I, I have a big problem with that. I think a lot of I think he's very insecure right now. Absolutely. We talked a little bit about in the spoiler section last week about how Fitz is constantly dealing with abandonment and I I feel like this is he feels like this is his chance to like make sure that his child doesn't feel abandoned like this is his second chance because he didn't do a good job with Nettle and I I wish that we examined this more because like I relate to Nettle a lot like she is awesome and living her life and excelling and she did it without any of his help and he hasn't really i mean like he has a little camping trip in the, this one chapter where they get to like but that's the first time she called him da she's like 35 <laughs> <laughs> like they have a fucked up relationship and i think that for fitz this is his second chance this is you know he gets to do it again and do it right and not and not be a shithead. And he's already fucking up a little bit. I was gonna say, is he gonna do it right? <laughs> nope. He's just in full panic mode. He this baby literally <laughs> fell out of Molly and he was like, wait a second, huh? <laughs> right, like he didn't believe it was real. Like uh, Fitz having a daughter is a lot. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. His perspective. Aside from the fact that, you know, he could have remembered some stories he'd heard. But aside from the fact that he should have remembered a certain story, like, she was pregnant for, like, three years. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I get it. Like, at the end of that pregnancy, you're kind of like, like, there's I no get... way you can be pregnant. Like, you, you get why he doesn't believe her. Like, I don't think it's insane that he doesn't believe her because it is she has been through menopause and it is like three years or two years or whatever and I mean clearly his whole life has fucked him up to the point where he's he is this paranoid and insane that doesn't make what he's doing correct but or any less frustrating but I do kind of understand how he arrives there why does he suddenly no longer trust shade like, he's like, Shade he's sent this kid Shade. to murder my kid. What the fuck? Yeah, and Shade is like, uh, uh, this has been Shade pranks. Gift. Have a great night. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and of course he doesn't. So he's a father, right? He's a father twice over. But let's say he's a new dad. This is new dad energy. Protect my daughter. This is Pac. She's mine. Nothing will ever hurt her. I don't care how weird and ugly she is. Like, she's the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to the world. She's going to be a prodigy. Let's traumatize a little kid and put a knife to his throat. Strip him down. Send him into the hallway naked. Like, what are you doing? 
That's horrific. Yeah, reading that, it's horrific. This has been worse. Why doesn't he respect this little boy as much as he respects his own helpless daughter? How old is it? This is why I say that... How old is the kid? How old is Hmm? Fitz... uh, Six? Ten. Fitz ten. Fitz ten. Fitz I think he's ten. He's ten. Okay, ten. He's ten. He's ten. ten I old. mean, I can understand being, you know, concerned that someone is coming into the room, but, like, you also know that this person came from Shade and Rosemary, and... Yeah. Like, also, you could skill to Shade and be like, hey, what's this child doing here? Right? And, and Shade didn't send Fitz to kill people when he was ten. He waited till he was thirteen. He was 12. But also, I feel like this is just another way of them reinforcing like this newly found paternal instinct yeah. that he has of like instantly like he's the pack. Yeah. Like, but does you know, paternal does, but, does this paternal instinct reject all your other family? Yes. Like he, we just saw him <laughs> race to Buckkeep to save Shade, his father figure, and now he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna kill this kid." Like yeah. what? I just but a couple years happen, right? Yeah, but for the reader, it yeah. hasn't been that long. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I even if that is a figure for him, I don't think it's the same as him like that bond that he instantly had where he's like mine. You know, like he holds the baby for the first time and he says mine. Like right. He, I, and I think his reaction to this child is just he's blinded by this newly like, oh my god, I have to There's protect. an I do think there's some weird irrational. I do think there's actually a sort of a re, a, a a true a, a, a realness about the way that he's protective of the newborn because I grew up in a family of five and I was the middle child and if my younger daughter or Jesus my younger sister was was crying in like the opposite end of the room my dad would fly in and immediately be like what did you do and I'm like a stupid five-year-old and I'm like what what and like you know, like there was that instinct for him to just like put a knife to your throat. Yeah, there was a knife to my throat. Basically, <laughs> yeah. it was like, what did you do? And they I, just stripped down. Stripped down. <laughs> son. Strip search. No, it wasn't quite like that. But it was. It, I yeah, I, I see it. I mean, I see that. I've seen that sort of that weird instinctual kind of like rah, like anger. All he wanted to do was bring a nice little necklace. Well, yeah, let's look at that from Shade's perspective. He's, he's like, he's telling... Oh, Shade 1000% knew he was fucking with Fitz. Oh, he's yeah. fucking with them, but he's also like, hey, she's one of us. She's part of this weird little circle <laughs> of, like, killers. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm gifting her with a necklace of your royal sigil. Like, I think Shade should have known better. I mean, <laughs> well, Shade is Probably gotten now. a little weird... Well, he was also correct in... You know, He's also never been a parent before. <laughs> yeah. Not, like, in that, not in that kind is... of way. He's like... Maybe he's a little jealous. He did say, oh, don't you want to have kids? Don't you want to have more kids? Like, maybe there's some sadness there. Wait, so did, did, did Fitz Vigilant not have weapons? I thought he did. No, he had nothing no, on him but a necklace. I thought I thought he said that he did. No, no he got it wrong. He, he did. He had he, he had yeah, poison. He had and he stuff had the him. same shit that Fitz had. It was like a mark. He of had shade. the same kit. Yeah. He yeah. He didn't have kit, but he wasn't going to hurt her. I know it's not about intention, but he totally like had shit on him. He had a little Fitz the, kit. His pants his pants thudded when they hit the ground. Mm-hmm. With the necklace, I thought he had he a he, he had a knife and a full like yeah. assassin's kit. He had like laxatives and oh, okay. poisons and all kinds of stuff. 
Okay. Laxatives is what I would pack. Yeah. <laughs> Laxatives. You know, there is no greater torture than making somebody have stomach cramps and shit themselves Always for half pack a day. Laxatives like, when you travel. He, yeah, Lant was traveling. Lant was just trying to see to his own needs. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the travel. So you're calling him Lant? Because I was going to call him Veggie, but all right. No. Well, he calls himself Lant. He's he called, he called yeah. himself Lant. He did not call himself Veggie. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't care what he calls himself. I'll call him. He says, he says Lant first and then Fitzvigilant. Yeah, Fitzvigilant. Who takes the last part right. of their name and says, that's my name? I mean, there'd be like, hey, well, Ashley, or Sir Lee for short, because or Rachel, the Fitz part or Chul means for ba- short. No, Joey, the Fitz part means Chul. bastard. We're calling Chul. you Chul from Chul. here now. Chul. Chul. The Yo, Fitz, Chul, what's up? The fit, I mean, still talking. The Fitz part like means it. bastard. <laughs> so only Fitz has the gall to walk around like, yeah, my name's Bastard. <laughs> yeah. He's also... No one else would do that. They would be like, that's not, I'm just going to go by a nickname. I would call myself Fitz Bastard. Fitz Bastard. Bastard. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Man. (laughs) Dr. Dr. Lee. I mean, if Fitz had a bastard, they could call themselves Fitz Bastard. (laughs) That would work. Fitz Fitz. Fitz Fitz. Fitz Squared. Uh, Let's do Chapter (laughs) 8. I guess. You're excited. <laughs> Deep sigh. Uh, chapter eight, or the Spider's Lair, also known as Fitzy Bitsy Spider, also known as Same Bat Shade, Same Bat Channel, New Bat Fam. Uh, <laughs> so the <laughs> the chapter begins with a never to be delivered missive to the fool that reads more like a bad boyfriend breakup letter. And that it is half regret, half sulky longing, half chagrin, and yet another half percent envy, which is, let me check my math, carry the one, 3,000% fits, just fitzing it. Uh, but it doesn't, it does leave us asking the question, where the hell is the fool uh, that we all know and love? Uh, after all, isn't this book named after him? Um, partially, at least. Um, nope. Uh, so, uh, no, Fitz is not gonna have it. He, he's, he ain't gonna have some two-bit wannabe assassin sneak up to his baby's crib and look at his child and give his child pretty jewelry. Nope, -uh. (laughs) nuh-uh. He has half a mind to go right down there to Buckkeep and talk some sense in the shade face-to-face. Uh, so that's exactly what he does. And he doesn't use the fucking stones because uh, that'll let him know it. Um, and he wants to surprise him. See, Fitz is no washed up, has been. He's the real McCoy. He's the genuine article. Uh, and he does indeed put the ass in Assassin. Uh, so we're here back in Buckheap now. Uh, and Fitz is sporting his best blue guardsman disguise. Uh, and uh, he has to. He has a quick sniff through the kitchens. Uh, and he's just immediately reminded, ah, home sweet home, we're back here in Buckkeep, and then uh, back in the Buckkeep walls, um, up through the secret passages and into Shade's personal laboratory. Uh, but wait, it's kind of different now. It's clean and, and it's orderly. Um, <laughs> and he's deduced it was now in our old friend Ray- Rosemary's uh, care, uh, yep, that's old greasy step Rosemary for you, King Regal's former failed assassin. See what you're missing, Fitz? This all could have been yours. Uh, but you had to have the farm. 
Um, no mind. Fitz helped him himself to some food that was laid out and kicked his feet up and he took a nap like a boss. <laughs> and he was woken up by the... <laughs> he was woken up by the other Fitz. Walmart brand Fitz Vigilant. You, he said stupidly. Me, Fitz said while doing a hand trick with an assassin's blade. Uh, just before uh, Fitz Vigilant was about to give away all of Buckkeep's uh, current secrets to Fitz, Rosemary shows up. Uh, but hey, on second thought, uh, maybe Fitz Vigilant is more like Fitz Chivalry than we thought. Uh, before Rosemary could give Fitz some lip, the original lip giver rushed in behind her. There was the old spider. What brings you here, Fitz? Uh, he asked. Uh, That's the same question I had for your shit assassin when he rolled up to touch my baby. Uh, but Fitz forgot that <laughs> this is just what assassins do in uh, Six Touchies to bring each other, as Fitz just so expertly demonstrated. Uh, Sup, Jade? Um, Jade and Rosemary bicker like an old married couple. Uh, this is a parenthetical. Are they fucking? Because it kind of sounds like they're fucking. Um, <laughs> just putting that out there. Uh, the emotional climax in this chapter comes to fruition when it is revealed to us that there is no longer a ferret in Buckkeep. Uh, that's that's <laughs> it. That's it. This town's gone to shit. Um, Shade explains <laughs> that the six duchies, uh, it's just too damn peaceful, uh, and now these days, and, uh, finding ways to cut a young assassin's teeth just don't happen so often, and how is he supposed to re resist this opportunity? Uh, of course he would send a, an assassin to, uh, to do a thing. Um, and he says... Shade says, you bring another farseer into this world and you wonder why I don't send assassins to touch it? That's an actual quote. Um, and then Fitz says, <laughs> her name is B. And then Shade scolds Fate, uh, Fitz for not having planned out her entire future already in every iteration possible. And then immediately contradicts himself by asking if she's even going to be fucking strong enough to live because he seems kind of skeptical. Um... Will she be plain, stupid, hot, simple? The possibilities are so many for B. Um, and then this, I think this conversation's kind of stupid. Um, and I just, I'm personally thinking, just chill, Shade. Like, just whatever. Like, but it finally ends with an agreement from Fitz uh, that he will take on uh, Payless Fitz Vigilant as a ward to be Fitz's Robin and a future companion to be. And that is when we realize that the Bat family will soon be complete. But we can't make him forget what he's already knows, or, or can we? Uh, the skill scrolls hint otherwise. Um, thanks for the foreshadowing, Shade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yet again, uh, yet again, Shade tries the pressure fits to... Free hourly spycraft to 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 do free uh, hourly spycraft, but it is probably because he just misses him. Um, and Fitz still wonders. Fitz, after all, wanders off with just a bunch of scrolls that he's got to translate. And and it just has me thinking. Um, couldn't this just been an email? <laughs> how did he? How did he have to come up here and do this? But you know, he had to go pee on a tree. Fitz is a showman, after all. Mm. He loves it when he gets to impress people. I just love that he waited four months. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time is going by. It's like it's like they it's like there's like oh shit, this kid has to grow up somehow, and and so she just keeps adding time. 
four months here, three well, years there. One of the things that struck me about this chapter was in my chapter and also in this chapter, everyone just calls Fitz Fitz in front of him. Yep. It's Fitz. Hey, Fitz. Fitz, Badger. I mean, Tom. Tom Bad Badger Man? Badger Man? Yeah, that was such, that was such an Badger. important thing 20 years ago right. or 15 years ago or whatever, but... Guess it's not important. We're getting anymore, sloppy. Also, I feel like I feel like Shade used to just be a little bit more careful about these things, and for whatever reason, this boy seems to just be privy to things. And uh, maybe Shade doesn't need to lock himself up. Maybe he needs to shut himself up. Well, I mean, it was Rosemary that came in and was like, "Hello, Fitz Chivalry." Right. <laughs> yeah. She spilled the beans. But Rosemary should know better. Maybe people really don't care. Maybe she was mad. People are like Fitz Chivalry. Who's that? The Gen Z has come to Bucky. <laughs> Shuggy Fitz. Lance is just like I'm a Fitz too. Was your dad named Chivalry? I think we used to have a king named Chivalry or a prince <laughs> or I think so. Doesn't matter. Nah. It's vintage. <laughs> it's before I was born wither into dust anybody in uh in the world of of uh the farseer saga is chuggy who is it joey's obsessed with this word he just learned it and he can't i know it's but well, it. it's old and it was like fetch like nobody was really able fetch to was make made it up happen. by a fucking movie though well fat chuggy was made up by some fucking loser on the internet but a real loser on the internet not a written loser <laughs> Sad. I like Chugi. Gonna use it. Still haven't used it. Me right using Chugi is also Chugi, so it's just meta. Yeah. Just go get a pumpkin spice what latte. Is this, what does this word mean? Chugi. No one knows. It's like hipster. <laughs> it, it means anything you want it to. It means stuff that millennials like it, it, with the idea that millennials are old now and not cool. Oh, cool. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. So we came up with a really terrible word for it. Yeah, skinny jeans. Apparently, apparently the word <laughs> actually a... dates to like the eighties. But what? I, I just read the item. I said I said the 2015. No. Well. Okay, let's look it up. We haven't looked up a word in a long time. It's important for this podcast to know what chuggy means and how, where it, it came from. Okay. Chugi, Urban Dictionary, a catch-all word to describe anything that is basic, uncool, or untrendy, according to the New York Times. Okay, right, New York Times. Times. I'm Chugi. Minion memes, we all girl boss, chugi. basic, chugi, chugi. skinny jeans, center parts, Uggs. all that shit. Wait, center parts are Chugi? I thought center parts were Yeah, back no, you're in. messed up. S- no, side parts were for losers, center parts were cool. Oh. The aesthetic has been described. So, so as... she's chuggy. <laughs> Clearly chuggy. I'm sorry. Are vocal bad. fries chuggy or is that okay? So... so Urban Dictionary, when they used it in a sentence, it says, "Person one, did you read that article in the New York Times about chuggy? It was pretty chuggy." <laughs> Person two, yeah, they keep trying to make chuggy happen. Person one, don't worry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> See, I'm I'm the least chuggy person here. When when can something happen if not now? Why can't chuggy Why can't chuggy be a thing if other if cool was a thing? 
cool has cool is timeless people are, cool is cool is when old was... cool is from like the chuggy is a word for people who are trying too fucking hard but yeah, i thought chuggy was it. describing people that are trying too hard sort of so it's appropriate right so who started the word people See, who are trying too hard all goes back cool is from old english no cool no it's from um it's from doctor it's from miss doctor doctor mr freeze why don't i know that miss mr freeze shouldn't he be a doctor <laughs> not everyone can afford that joke <laughs> just say, the man should have a doctor i mean he's smart he made some freezing stuff he should be a doctorate <laughs> he should have a doctorate this doesn't make any sense my that it's a jazz that man is a lie 1933 african-american vernacular so it's 1933 33. cool chuggy so uh urban dictionary also says that chuggy is a fake word mm. made by millennials in order to complain about <laughs> it's like a reverse <laughs> it's like they called us chuggy yeah, this is the equivalent to how boomers would make outlandish articles about sneaky teen text code about millennial text acronyms. Um, I just want to know if Gen Zers have vocal fries still, or if, or is that has that completely stopped? I don't know. I hope a Gen Zer fucking kills me, and that will be the greatest honor. <laughs> I, I, I cannot critique them. Please eviscerate me. <laughs> eviscerate me? What is happening? Well, we were we were reading a book about Fitz. We had a tangent. It's fine, Rachel. <laughs> we're learning together. It's important. You know what the most chuggy part of this this chapter was? Yeah. When when Fitz picks up the like cartoonish length of sausages and just to snack it out of the whole time. Sausages. <laughs> <laughs> but it's made it's me hard, sad right? because the last time he was in the walls eating sausages, there was a ferret there to be like, hey, Jerry. Why sausages. isn't there a fucking yeah. ferret or that ferret wanted raisins and raisins only? Rosemary sucks. Did Rosemary like did Rosemary put she out poison and kill all the ferrets? Because yeah. I feel like they could have bred and like she's Rosemary's might be anti sleep. Rosemary's animal. got to go. Rosemary should be grateful for every moment she gets to take a breath. How dare <laughs> she? Yeah, she's living in on that castle of four-legged friends. Borrowed time, that bitch is. We are not Team Rosemary. I am more Team Molly than I am Team Rosemary. So suddenly, <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of children back in the game. We've got Bee, who's a baby. Gross. We've got Lant, who is an adolescent child. Vigi. That is Lant. That's Vigi Lant. Yeah, I call him Vigi. I'm oh, just God. correcting her. No, we're not doing that. We can't. Judy Van. <laughs> but I, I just here's what I hope. I hope that what we're doing is not like, hey guys, like, um, here's the new generation, here's the new class, and we're all gonna go fuck off or die. And now you get to care about these fuckers. If that's what these books are, we're gonna have a problem. Just laying that out. No, laying that no, this shit can't out. Be that. Fool's Assassin by J.J. Abrams. This can't be saved by the Belden <laughs> Yeah, because I'm not, can't. I didn't watch that new shit. I hated that crap. <laughs> I don't, I don't, You're I don't, so per- I don't personally like <laughs> Dustin Diamond. I think 
Is, isn't he deceased now? Okay, he's. I don't he know who that yeah. is. What I is can happening? screech, screech. I never watched any Saved by the Bell, so I have nothing to say to this conversation. Can you pivot to a show is I watched? I I don't believe that you did not see Jesse Spano sing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've seen the meme. What? Like the office, she knows the meme, but she will not embrace the I've source content. I've seen striptease like several dozen times. That's that's not that's the that's not the thing. That that's what the Jesse Spano you're supposed to know, Rachel. <laughs> We're not of different generations, and I had never have any idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> what <laughs> that movie? Pepperoni nipples. Oh, oh my man. god! That's lace. Wait, who has? Oh my god! When we when we nipples? see each other, we We're are watching, watching. We are watching that movie. Not Sweet if it has Jesus. nipples in it. I'm not gonna lie. It has pepperoni <laughs> nipples. It's not Melissa. I'm a vegetarian. Nipples. What do you want? They're just nipples. I don't they're like it. They're veggie. Wait, why? Also, who has them? Je- Jesse Spano has peps. Who are these people? <laughs> We we don't need to keep talking about this. Oh god. Um but also Striptease is the movie with Demi Moore. Yeah. Um Oh yeah. That's not the movie we're Show, talking showgirls, about. Showgirls, showgirls. You're talking about Showgirls. Showgirls. We're talking about Showgirls. Another, showgirls. Another terrible You're right. Movie. You're right. Another terrible movie no one needs to know about. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> showgirls. Please alter your memories. Um that movie is mm. phenomenal and everyone needs to watch Showgirls. Yeah, Showgirls is great. That's like my a... my best friend in high school and I probably <laughs> we watched that movie fucking so much. Oh my god. Showgirls was basically yeah, had... porn and uh, according to my parents. So <laughs> No. According... You don't well, see anything. But they like yeah. there's like but think, look like... at the look at the front cover. It's like this like this slice of skin, you know, it's like it's like an ass. It's like Joey has stared at the front cover to know it by memory. That, that's all I got. That's Ew. all I have. That and some scrambling. Standing in a blockbuster, just like look at this one. Free Skinamax. Oh, has Kyle MacLachlan in it? I mean, taking it back, a Dune person. We can go watch Dune. That's we can just go well. watch Dune. Yeah. Everyone's wearing a lot no. of clothing at Dune. Dune Showgirls, the, sh- the movie. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. No, Rachel, go back to that. <laughs> yeah, like all the way up to the neck, you know, to mitt- and, okay, and they cover the eyes and the mouth because they have to minimize the moisture loss down to less less than 6% a day. Oh, sorry. My those, um, those you know, those still suits are kind of chuggy, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Try to edit out, edit out all the chuggies in this. Episode. I have nothing. We haven't even talked about the chapter yet. This is we all did. Gone. We went through. We, did, we went through it. Uh, we talked, we talked about, about it. it. And listen, this is extra. We've been definitely bullshitting longer than I spent on the chapter, and I think that's a personal achievement on my part. I timed it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at this shit right here. This is like this is a concise chapter thing. Everybody else's is longer. Or I've just lost all. all. I've lost all. The only thing we haven't touched on about this chapter is Shade asking Fitz to take in Fitz Vigilant at a later date. Thank you. I appreciate you. So yes, so now we have all these children. Bat family. They're called the Bat family. Yet more, yet more children for Fitz to take care of. 
Which Why like I, the thing that upsets me about that children? is like, yeah, Fitz did a pretty lousy <laughs> job with Hap, and they're like, here, have another one. Also, like, how long do they think he's gonna live for? Dude, no, hold on. Fitz was raised in a barn. Well, Shade, it's like three hundred years. Fitz old. was raised in a barn <laughs> with like some dogs and a box of scraps. Okay, like that's all he had. Right? Are you disparaging Burrich? Right I'm now? not disparaging him. I'm just pointing a out little, the reality. Burrich drank, drank, and that was his life. <laughs> He did the best that he could. It's fine. He was an alcoholic. Right? He'd been abandoned. He was injured. He had a bad leg. But my point is, is that, like, you don't need much to, like, raise a Fitz. So, so but poor... do we want to raise more Fitzes? But also, what are we talking about? You're just going to adopt a 10-year-old child and be like, this baby, you will now be its companion when it grows up. You will That's feel loyal to That's what rich people child. do. That's what rich people do. They well, I think to... it was supposed to be you know, a little bit later, and then he'd be her tutor. No, yeah, tutor I get that. slash guard slash possible companion. He's going to be a terrible guard. But you can't just force people to like be friends by proximity. Yes, right. can. Especially when one is essentially a bastard orphan and one is like a much loved weirdo child. Like they're going to resent <laughs> well, each they're other. They're going to bank on that child having really low self-esteem and looking for somebody to be a companion. The the last white prophet girl was really hot. That's what they're banking on. Does Lance like eating white foods? Shade has not seen the child yet. So Shade <laughs> Shade does not, I don't think Shade has made any of those connections yet. Because, like, maybe Lant came back and was like, yeah, she was small and pale and weird. But, like, maybe didn't, like. No, I don't think Shade knows shit. Trigger any of that. All his crappy spy networking. He doesn't know anything that's going on. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, Shade and and the Fool were always kind of at odds. Because Shade always felt like he was competing for the with the fool for Fitz's like loyalty. Does feel that way about their? Yeah. I, I always found that was kind of like weird and self self important of Fitz because I feel like. Well, Shade's not perfect. Shade has a lot of issues. He wants people to like. He wants to own people. He wants them to like. He wants to be the one and only like friend and mentor and and everything mm. to people. He want yeah. He tries. He's but his whole job is to like isolate people. Yeah, so that they can be a good assassin. Well, yeah, because he wanted to isolate Fitz, and the fool kept getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Good fool. I do like that Fitz is like, I'm going to go leave this, what was it, an acorn? On <laughs> Shiny acorn, yeah. He dropped it. Like, he's just so ridiculous in this chapter. Like, I'm going to wait four months holding my grudge, and then I'm going to show up through the back door and go through, like... Talk about somebody who tunnels. needs some therapy sessions. Like <laughs> he just needed like one twenty-minute conversation with a licensed therapist, and he would have been like, "Okay." Every therapist he would have um, would quit in like. Yeah, five I don't minutes. think he would have made it through. I don't think therapists would have been able to stick it through. Look, Fitz is like one of the founding members of the Sad Sacks Anonymous Club. Yes, he is, and they cannot. They just, they just. It's a group therapy thing, so they can't really like. Help each other. I don't think go. this is. I don't think this is related to his sad sackiness. I think this is related to his rage issues. Fitz oh. has deep seated rage issues. That comes it's from part of his sad sack, you know, resume though, because it's because of all of his trauma that he has these rage issues. Yeah, but who else is totally. in this club? But, you know, if well, I was oh. going to say if we go back to the original, like John Snow uh, versus Fitz, whose life is right. worse. I mean, like my God, Fitz wins. 
Like, yeah. Jon Snow is a well-adjusted person. Just more trauma <laughs> added up over time, perfect. Yeah, Sad Sacks Anonymous is, like, your standard fantasy, male fantasy uh, main character. You got Randall Thor, Jon Snow, uh, Rafe Severance, people who are all... Uh, Shaped by their misery. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I believe we put Frodo as the person running the meeting. Oh, yeah. Frodo is <laughs> the one that, court. like, keeps the books. Yeah. <laughs> this court in session now. My life <laughs> like, sucks more than you, I got out by leaving assholes. the world. I disagree. Um, yeah, I'm fit chivalry, and I disagree. My no, life Frodo sucks. got stabbed once, okay? <laughs> he almost... Right. Well, he was he almost manipulated melted. by an evil ring. He can't fucking talk. He almost talk. melted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but he was he was running the meeting because he he escaped all his trauma by just like leaving the world he was in. <laughs> yeah, cheater. And now he's come back to say it gets better, guys. You just have to leave. You just have to die. Yeah. <laughs> Only you could become a wolf. You would have realized you could have experienced less trauma that way. You know, wolfy characters is a thing in sci-fi. There's always like men who feel many feelings and then they're always connected to wolves in some way right now give it like a thousand years and what are they going to care about then probably not wolves ferrets yeah it could be ferrets you don't know <laughs> could be could be sphinx moths or something That's, they're pretty cool i just mm -hmm. anyway um <laughs> <laughs> Witted, witted to a sphinx Rachel moth. hates us so much. Ruin your podcast. <laughs> I did my so job. Sure. I, I, such a. Shall we move on to every episode prompts? Yes, Sorry, are please. we on a Lord of the Rings podcast? Yes. <laughs> What's uh, that? We did mention Aragorn in this. There's like episode. a lot of Lord of the Rings in our podcast. Oh, and keep it secret, keep it safe. Like, there's well. like at least one per chapter somebody says something about Lord of the Rings. I found out that they recast Matrim Calfin today before season one even airs, so I'm already in like a weird... A I know, weird... Jess came oh, out boy. and told me. I don't know what's <laughs> When are we on. cosplaying anyway? <laughs> when or what? When and oh. what? Once. Yes. Once. <laughs> Reason everything. Every episode prompts, we are ah. back. <laughs> Character introductions and exits. I would like to heartily welcome B to the fold. Hi, B. B. Girl, you're creepy, but you made an entrance. <laughs> oh, dear. You are small, and you're really just staring right now, but... Sometimes she cries. Sometimes you cry. Only when Fitz tries to skill, to skill out to her. Fuck yeah. off. Get that skill tendril out of here. I would also cry if Fitz stood over me and stared at me for like five minutes. Get that shit time, out of here. Because so. <laughs> um, Fitz isn't her dad, and so she was freaked out. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, we also uh, met uh, Fitz Vigilant, another you bastard. Who, you know, is kind of having a bad few months. He just had to, Four his months. first scene, he got naked. Forced to get naked. I mean, that's really mean. Like, mm. Shade's like, hey, I'm going to send you to, like, my most erratic assassin. You might die. He may, he may murder <laughs> and you. And if you do, you do. Sorry. <laughs> and if he murders you, uh, he murders you. Uh, he's a good lad. buddy. <laughs> he's a good lad. <laughs> Which one? 
we also got to see Rosemary come back, so hey, hope you die. <laughs> Is this the first time we see her as an adult? Yeah, it was not. No, no I think we, she was no. with We saw Ketrickin. her as an adult. Yeah. yeah. She was part of Ketrickin's, like, Oh, yeah, her bullshit. Inner circle. Why? Yeah. Who knows? She that she must her have some court ladies. She must have some like some real talking abilities because diplomacy. No, I think Katrickin has like infinite pity to the point where Shade's yeah. like, "All right, you can be my fucking assassin." Well, she's First. pity to a point. It's like I pity you, but you can't like pity a fool. Have rank. You can't have rank. Therefore, Shade's gonna scoop that up. She's half trained already. Animal assists. We got a few notes from Night Eyes in this section. Thank God. Not that he listened. Just yeah. let the pup come to you. Don't challenge the pup. Just let her be. I miss Night Eyes. Um, not a lot of fashions from Jamalia. I do have a description of Molly's outfit that Nettle made her wear for oh. the presentation. Yes, let's hear it. She wore long, loose trousers so full that they appeared at first to be a skirt. I really like those wide trousers. Wide leg is in. Um, a garment like a knee-length vest was worn over a loose-sleeved white blouse. A wide belt sashed her waist. The vest, trousers, and sash were all in different shades of blue. And Molly netted her hair back in a sack made of blue ribbons. And then Fitz goes, she's like, how do I look? And he's like, I like the slippers. He's like, like good. <laughs> You're good. Which were apparently red with black black bead embroidery and very pointed oh. toes. Has anyone considered the idea that maybe Fitz is just colorblind and the only color he can really see is red? Red. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Because it's like his favorite color. Our dog's colorblind, so I, actually that might be bullshit, but I don't know. Maybe not eyes was. No, there's different degrees of colorblind. There also yeah. shout out to Fitz Vigilant for also wearing some uh, some good fashion. Even if he had to take it all off, he had to take it all off. But he didn't make him ball it up at least. He had like curly hair, which like reminded Nobody me of caught it. I like. And I also highlighted this part when he was like. For a moment, I wondered if I looked provincial. Then I decided I did not care. (laughs) (laughs) I liked when he was really proud of how sharp his knife was because of how easily it slit through the fabric of his clothes. (laughs) That's how you know it's good fabric. And then poor poor Lett had to go and change so that he could go back to the queen because he cut up all his clothes. And he's a bastard, right? And Shade wasn't always, like, super attentive with, like, providing, like, his apprentices with stuff that wasn't poisons. So, I mean, maybe Rosemary provides better clothing. (laughs) Um, And Lance might also be like, hey, I need clothes. And Fitz was like... This sack I've been wearing for 17 months is fine. <laughs> Frankly, I am relieved that there is just not in every male character is a slob, you know? <laughs> like, here's a young man who's into fashion. I'm okay with it. Uh, we've got roll the maps. Where are we and how did we get here? We did talk already about the kind of maybe brewing political unrest in the Mountain Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But also mention of the dragons making demands. 
and eating more food. Things. Give me that. More, more yeah, sheep so or something. But how wonderful that there's so many dragons just flying around. How many dragons are there Hooray. now? One billion. Dozens. We don't know. I mean, but I didn't read those books. How many are out there? Like, like a, a dozen? I guess it like depends three. on how long it takes them to reproduce. But that's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it fits us still the, a lot. At the end of the dragon books, we had like 15. Like a dozen? Yeah. Wait, but were yeah. these ones that were just sort of gestating or something? Like... Yeah, they're no, not. No, they were fully formed dragons. No, these are like flying, doing shit dragons. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, since shit's back, okay. <laughs> There's dragons now, Joey. I don't know if you know. Shit, but, there, but we haven't seen any in this book, and I don't know if we're going to get any in these books. <laughs> um, Fitz Misery has a moment. <laughs> the, return the entire of, time. The return of Does Fitz Suck. Now, remember, in our last episode, we rated him a two on a scale of one to five. Five being the most he can suck. He sucked considerably more this section. <laughs> I feel like he was pushing a Each... four. And I feel like he was like a 3.5. Where... Let's, let's, let's go chapter by chapter. Who, uh, who covered the first chapter? This this this. Uh, Me. And what level is he at in your chapter? He's uh, in the kitchen while Molly is birthing his child, and not okay. But he was he was in the kitchen gathering supplies to help birth the child. Yeah, I feel like she just sent him away. I don't feel his, like he I mean, his lack of support for her throughout. But granted, I mean, like it took like over two years for this baby to gestate. So it's like and he was in the same he was in the same house at least when it happened. So that's he doubted we, her. We and also have his that. have his freak out over the fool sending letters to Joe. So on a so, scale of yeah. on a scale of one to ten, he's he was a solid four. Mm. Oh, on a one to ten, I thought we said okay. One to one, five. Sorry, one, one to five. five. I think he was one like a five. two in a. He was still a two in the one to okay, five he's scale. A two in that chapter. Uh, what about the next chapter? Uh, he starts getting real dumb in my chapter, so I feel like he's getting to like Oof. two point five three. Okay. <laughs> Um, in my chapter, he uh, is a super paranoid and traumatizes a young boy. Okay, that's pretty bad. Um, and it... that's pretty bad. Only like maybe not for Fitz, but for Lance, like that's gonna, that's that's like gonna shape him. I think that encounter. I, I'm I'm gonna put it. A... You know, it was also like a pretty good lesson for Vance. Wasn't doing a great job, Vance. Vance, <laughs> Lance, bad. Yeah. I don't know why I called him. It's Vance. He's now Vance. Vance. Vance wasn't doing like an awesome job, so I think he needed a good swift kick in the ass. Is what I'm and saying. It's delivered. I am. I'm thinking that Vance has maybe been recruited for a job that he is not necessarily um, naturally good at, or even inclined yeah. And this to was do. a moment for him to be like, "Oh shit, I need to do better," or like, "Oh shit, I'm." He needs I to can't switch his this. major. It's like how, like the first time I was standing in front of a classroom teaching students, and I realized I hated them, and I hated me, and I hated everything that was going on. <laughs> That's the first time you realized you hated other people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that I wasn't gonna be a professor. <laughs> that that wasn't my destiny. Good to know that early on, I guess. <laughs> and and 
the second I'd time say it's was... a 50 50 toss up on professors who like their students and hate their students so <laughs> yeah i think could have been your profession the right i definitely yet. realized it when i was in my office and there was like a person crying and i was you just laughed like, you, you laughed at them i was like you can't cry you anymore. mocked them and you laughed she Stop just looked it. and says she just says i cannot compute <laughs> she's like you're i sorry this is not working goodbye <laughs> that was it that was it get your ass out of my chair take your tears with you and you can go this fuck is right how off. i know that me and fitz would get along and we could drink together and in my chapter um he started out with a very sucky letter uh very very like one level two level letter and then i feel like he recovered so i'm gonna, I'm gonna give him like a 3.5 i feel like it wasn't terrible it wasn't like it was a little bit better than his the average 3.5 okay i think 3.5 is like in a dangerous territory but not not i, I feel like he was recovered. simmering at a solid three wait but, which is yeah. bad okay. which is good like... i thought one was bad five was no five is five, bad. Is bad. No, okay, five so is bad. Then, okay let me correct that he's at a 2.5 have you never check. used a scale no, in your life i was trying to do 10 he's at like defcon levels he's like the lower you go the worse <laughs> uh and finally our uh, redacted category is now up and running. It's called Buzzwords. How's B doing? The Prophecy Scorecard. Oh, B's it's iffy. Four fingers span. She body. apparently has a strong wit sense, which I find interesting. Fry's real uh -huh. good. Yes. Some weird stuff going on with the skill as well. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like <laughs> I it. I do like when Fitz tells Metal, like, oh, I was worried it was just me. Dude, the the way she's described is the way that I, I I imagined the dolls that the fool was sculpting to look like. I don't know. Just putting it out there. Mm. Going a little going back in time. That's what I, I see. Like, I like that observation, Joey. Mm -hmm. This brings me to, I wanted to point out that Fitz had a dream. He did indeed. Oh, he was he the fool really in the interesting dream. dream. Whose chapter was that? Well, in? he wasn't the fool. He was watching. The he was fool. watching. Yeah, I know. He was the kid that wasn't. But it wasn't a memory. The that, that fucked off. The shitty kid. But it wasn't a memory. Yeah. So Just, you think you know. he was dream walking? Or, or maybe, um, it lit like as part of the structure of the novel, giving us information, uh, relevant to the situation. Creepy, creepy kids. Creepy kid information. I was thinking that m maybe he was seeing kind of a very, like, a full, like, prophecy of what could have been, like, a, like a different thread that didn't happen. Right. Like, was it... Variant. Was it a dream? Variant. Was it an anxiety dream? Or was it, like, a skill dream? Don't know. Mm. But I don't feel like Hob gives us anything for for shits and giggles. Uh, is that it? Are we done? Well, yeah. it is 11.18. We probably yeah, should this... be. All right, great. <laughs> well, we didn't start until 9. Really, we didn't get ramped up to, like, 9.18. We had a lot of great tangents. So, remind... So getting cut. It's gonna Top be quality don't do content. It. Don't do it, Rachel. That's the good shit. Not a word. That's, not a that's word. That's the uncut version <laughs> that you gotta pay for. That's what that is. 
Uh, a reminder for our next reading section, we're going to be doing Fool's Assassin chapters 9 through 12. I do have some content warnings on chapters 10 through 12 for scenes of bullying, physical abuse, death, and grief. Spoiler. Hooray. So that's just kind of how CWs work, you know? Who's going to die? I'll find out soon enough. <laughs> this has been Buckheap Radio. You can email us at buckheapradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. Maybe I am Rachel. You can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel. I'm Alyssa and I'm at alyssameaner.com. I'm Jenny and you can find me at Faceless for you on Instagram. I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley and I'm on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. And I'm Joey, and I am now Uncanny Robot, and I found an amazing spider while I was camping. And you can look at that spider. <laughs> His name Joey, is I have a Legolas. Cool spider. Wait, do you have another name? I have a cool spider living on my front porch. I'll send you a yeah, picture. Yeah, I'll identify it. Don't share it with Rachel. She'll die. He, he's been there for about five days. I'm just Does he have an orb? Because it's, be it's about to be spooky season. What does he look like? We're going to find so many spiders in Plymouth, Massachusetts. I'm so excited I'm for show you up to in come visit freaking me. Has this is going to have to... <laughs> Wait. I'm with you. What's he look like? What's, look. What's he look like? What's the, Or she... It's a wolf spider. Wait, a wolf spider? Oh don't they don't have uh, they don't have Oh, my little guy, you mean? I'm just thinking of uh, spiders, sorry. Spider, okay. <laughs> my little guy is one of those little ones that looks like the shape of like a blue crab, but he's black with some little white polka dots on okay. him. He's real God. he's real teensy. He's like the Why are size you having this He's like the size of the head of a pencil eraser. All right. Okay. And he's got does he have an orb or does he have just like He's got a good looking web. Yeah, like a like a okay. Like is it like the, the like it's round with the circles, yeah. the concentric circles okay. with the with the legs on it? Yeah. I'm gonna look him up. Uh, Rachel, come on! Like we're just talking about spiders. I'll, They're not on I'll you. I'll take a I'll take a photo of them and I'll send you a little. Even uh, talking about them makes it feel like things are. Jenny, wrong. do you yes, have a do you have you. a spider but phobia like, too? But this is the important correct, thing. Correct. This yes. spider is not inside of my home, crawling on my ceiling. Well, He's oh, in oh, nature. He has a home. He lives there in a designated location. That no, he made with his own the body. Worst bugs. Nope. Yeah, like, spiders are worse rock bugs. solid. I'm nope. Team Spider. That's there all. are definitely worse bugs, and I'm Hell okay yeah, with spiders. spiders. Yeah, Rachel. That's my. I don't like that they can fly sometimes, but they don't fly. I... What? What? 100. They fly. Time? They fly at the end of Charlotte's Char Web. Okay, they can fly. That's not flying. That's like an electromagnetic. Well, that's not flying. Catching the wind on the edge. They use electricity. This is a very gargoyles argument. Parasailing. It's not the same as flying. They use electricity to fly. Yes, they're using the... the they're gliding. On electromagnetic waves. They Joey, I have David. some other spider photos from when I was in Asheville about a year ago, this time last year, and they're they're pretty cool. I named one of them. He was pretty badass. I loved him a lot. Oh, you gotta name a spider when you meet one. I don't oh. remember. I'd have to look it up in my notes. I named this one um, Sir Legolot. That's his pet name. And then his real name is Legolas. <laughs> Legolas. There's your next, there's your Lord of the Rings. Thank you. I just want to do four minutes of spoilers and then end this. Bye. <laughs> what about zero minutes? <laughs> Challenge, no spoilers. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm out of here. Bye. 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 Bye.
talk for a long time. We just talk for a little bit. Okay. I, I, I realized as I was saying uh, that Shade didn't have any kids. I realized as I was saying it. <laughs> Maybe it's some good he's misdirection. Children. This is why he's like convinced that Lance gonna be like great at being yeah. a creepy spidery assassin. <laughs> no man. <laughs> you did not pass on that gene. Sorry. No, sorry. Um, also, we are nearly to the end of our uh, interlude with Molly. So. And I, I will admit to the uh, the listeners that I shed a single tear on her death. It was. It is a pretty yet. sad scene. It's sad. It's pretty good. It it's sad. like well written and sad, and it, it there's some really devastating lines and. Yeah, I mean, I don't like rereading this. I don't hate Molly or anything. Like, but it is very much like this stuff. When is this gonna get going? Everything dies, and Molly (laughs) dies too. Well, it's just like you still just have. It's very fool focused, and then like, oh, and Molly and I are doing this thing, and oh, we had a child, but I didn't believe her for a very long time. (laughs) But it's the fool's child. Exactly. I'm proud of Ashley. Yeah. I know. Yeah, very, very proud. It was before my hmms during my chapter. Well, yeah, she she titled it, I'm going to need a paternity test. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till she realized it's both their child. Yes, and Night Eyes. And Night Eyes. Who's the father? Everyone. I just can't wait till we get proper wolf father. I need proper wolf father. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for wolf father. I I am in desperate need of that that comforting, logical presence. Thoughtful. Not erratic. (laughs) Sometimes Fitz needs needed night eyes so badly during these chapters. Jesus. Well, he kind of tried, and then Fitz was like, rejection. I reject you. I reject (laughs) you. I reject your advice. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I think he's not. He doesn't have physical form anymore, so he can't just be like. I think oh Fitz is God, like losing his grip a little bit because he's like he's not baby anymore, right? Like he got to have like a nice little period where he was the center of Molly's world, so he got to be baby, and now it's like all blowing up. And he's feeling the change. He's no longer number one. I do like that he was jealous of all her sons for like the whole time. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh no, it's just me. Which is ridiculous. This is why you were a terrible parent, sir. I think it's because so many people, uh, he was raised by so many people all at once. No one ever gave him all their time and no one ever gave gave him their priority time. He was like something that they did secondary to all of their primary functions and i think that he really you know everyone deserves to be somebody's number one priority mm-hmm. i don't begrudge him that feeling um but yeah we're gonna get we're gonna i think our very next chapter is our new point of view so i can't wait to see mm. what the new readers think about a new point of view Bean. after all these books well, at least we've read the Live Ship and Dragon books, so we've had other POVs. Yeah. 
Whereas I hadn't read those yet, so I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, it's like, who's this? The, the audiobook, <laughs> you lose that kind of, like, that 10 seconds where you don't realize that it's the who's the, the point of view at the beginning, because you, you immediately get, like, a, the voice actor's interpretation of what she sounds like. Of what she sounds like, Which okay. is totally different well, from, from Fitz. Right. Well, there's, I mean, we, her childhood is, is interesting because it is, she is safe and fed, which are, I mean, I think Fitz would argue that he wasn't, but he was, he was safe and fed, but it's like eerily the same as Fitz's upbringing. Like she's left on her own a lot. She views other children as like enemies. Yeah. She's bequeathed a tunnel network. She's because <laughs> yes, she's good with a, a quill pen. She misses her mother. Yep. Thank God for Revel. Doesn't doesn't Fitz teach her how to like use a knife or something too? Yeah, yeah. When he finds out that she's being um, bullied, he teaches her how to <laughs> knife the bullies. <laughs> and you know some people deserve to be stabbed <laughs> as a person who was nearly suspended in third grade for finally snapping on my bully I heartily support the learning how to knife people god it took me till sixth grade were we like long lost twin flames here <laughs> maybe I one of the things that I am figuring out as I do my reread I think the incest is completely unnecessary, and I don't understand why it's there. I mean, I I understand why it's there. Like to be like, see, shade, your secret keeping is bullshit. But I also feel like there's some like Game of Thrones, yes. influence happening because this was 2013, 2014. They went to brunch, and George was like, "You know what, your books could use incest, incest." <laughs> I mean, it's not willing incest, and they stop when they figure it out, but ooh. Hobbs that just... was her concession. She's just... like, I'll put it in, but it will stop when they realize. How do I make it traumatic? Hmm. A healthy relationship? No, 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 no. No, no. Don't do those. <laughs> I don't do those. People want each other? <laughs> it's just funny, because bees, like, they look just alike. It's like they're looking in the mirror at each other, smirking at each other in the mirror, and I'm like... You should tell them that. You should tell them they look alike. <laughs> they have the same nose and the same hair and the same eyes and the same cant to their chin. You should tell them that. <laughs> no, keep it to yourself, B. Talk to no one. Pretend you can't speak. It's great. I was looking up, like, you know how... I forget the like medical term for it, but that uh, tongue-tied thing beneath your tongue, mm-hmm. and I was trying to find something about it because, like, I just thought it was such good imagery of like cutting that like piece of your mouth and then just babbling prophecy. I thought that was like, it's just like Robin Hobb. You know what? Hey, if you're listening, good job from me. It's just such a good thing. 
It's so cool. It speaks to like the kind of ancient magic, right? Where like if you speak it, you can speak it into existence. And like, wouldn't it have been like horrible for a child who didn't understand what they were doing to be able to speak the prophecies, you know, to be able to. It's like she she it only she only gains the ability to speak clearly when she has more responsibility, like more ability to control how she thinks about things. Yeah. Yeah, the like I couldn't I to be fair, couldn't find anything about it except Ezekiel the prophet um biblically mm. and but even then it's like his like curse was to have his tongue stuck to the roof of his mouth. There's like I nothing I could find like so far in my rudimentary research where like the clipping of that bit beneath your tongue. I mean, other than a very famous Gwendolyn Christie interview where she says she was born without that thing, and I that has just stuck itself into my memory forever, and that's my sexuality. But like there, like <laughs> without it, so she had to have she had to have it removed, or she just didn't have. No, it. she never had it. So she, her tongue has just been this glorious, loose thing. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm not sweating. You're sweating. And there's, Can she, like, touch her know. eyeball with her tongue, do you think? Probably. Look at her. <laughs> man, like, she just I got don't know. so much cooler. She's already, oh, man. Already I, so I don't know cool. how to describe. But there's nothing. I, I'm very, very surprised that I so far have found nothing about the clipping of the tongue to like produce prophecy that's such good shit yeah you know yeah well the yeah the 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 words of the prophet the tool of the prophet is the isn't just the dreams it's the communication of the dreams right yep so yeah but yeah i think so the dream so if it's his dream is it just b and he thinks it's the fool I, I think it's both. It was like she had some like residual memory of the fool or something that is he she, was picking is it, up on through he, the skill. So was he was he dream walking in her dream? Maybe. What a sucky dream to have as a mm, like ten day old. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's going through all the possibilities, right? Like the I don't think that. I mean, she talks about how she could hear her mother's thoughts when she was in the womb. So she definitely is like the skills just like up and running. (laughs) I like that it's immediate like Fitz just tries to skill to her. She's just like, oh, my God, feelings, please stop. She just screams. Yeah. And, you know, same. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. But the dream, like, where, like, the Fitz's dream, where the fool is, it's obviously the fool, but could also be B. It's like that everyone's just, like, hiding from pursuers, and it's just, like, Fitz's nature to protect. Mm-hmm. But, and the dream, yet he says nothing, because that would create, like, a, just an additional target, and what is, like, that, that is that worth it? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, we will find out what what everyone thinks of uh, be the protagonist in next our next episode. If that's Yay. okay, sounds good. All right. Good night. <laughs> <That's how laughs> good night. <laughs> Bye.
Bye. Bye.